So we have subsequently uh, realised since recording the podcast you're about to listen to that almost 0% of the information we discuss is correct when we're talking about the film. We both decided to watch uh, two or three films in uh, very quick succession and Thor The Dark World was sadly at the beginning of the pile and as such... Uh, the next hour or so you're about to listen to, there are numerous amounts of times where myself and Matt get many a detail wrong about the film, about Infinity Stones, about all sorts. And we can't apologise enough, but what we would like you to do is to pick out all of the moments that you hear during the next hour that are factually incorrect. Because we love being told when we're wrong. So drop us an email at don'tbeaheropodcast at gmail.com. Tell us where we fuck up and enjoy the next hour of the Don't Be A Hero podcast. We'll see you on the other side. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. Like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Oh. So, so far this podcast, uh, I have no operable AirPods. Matt has zero charge on his phone uh, and there is a teeny tiny human uh, by We've Matt. Got our first guest today in, <laughs> in the podcast in history it, it, well it's it's Thea it looks like do you want to say hello do you want to say it do you want to say hello oh you just kissed me in the cheek okay thank you <laughs> she's she's mute uh, uh, yeah at the moment, it sounds like me and Matt are just having like an imaginary friend who's a toddler. Uh, she's on mute. <laughs> I say toddler. She's definitely not a toddler now, is she? No, she's not. You want to say hello? Practically an adult now, aren't you? Say, I love Spider Man. Say hello to this microphone. Say hello. I can't get it to say anything. <laughs> Hello. Say hello. Come on, there. Yeah. <laughs> don't make any noise. It's really important that you're really, really quiet, okay? Don't, don't yell or make any sounds. This is high stakes because I just realised you've not got a microphone that's a headset anymore. So everything in that yeah. room is going straight through. Oh. Wait, is that a bad thing? No, no, no! I just, I we can hear we can hear H in the background as well. So we're we so oh. Matt has his wife and his child in the room. Uh, yep. His, his uh, dedication to the podcast tonight is a solid ten out of ten straight off the bat. There, <laughs> I have literally abandoned all kind of evening plans to go straight into podcast mode. <laughs> Do you know what? You know what? This today is my anniversary. That is. That is the stakes I am willing to go to for you. Is it? Is it actually? Are you joking? 
I mean, to be fair, Sophie has been out most of the evening, has just come back to a wonderful laid out card by me with some lovely words written on it. Um, uh, so she's thoroughly, been thoroughly entertained for the anniversary. I mean, to the fact that Sophie has allowed you to come and do this podcast tonight on your anniversary just goes to show how much of a keeper she is, mate. Oh, absolutely. And to be honest, she knows what she knows where the, the vast the vast income is going to come from in about six years <laughs> when this starts <laughs> racking in the fifty piece. That is in equal measure. She is dedicated to the cause. <laughs> equal measure. <laughs> absolutely. Just props to, to Sophie. I'm old. That's it. Well, ha- happy anniversary, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> what is- so what- good. Um. <laughs> What what are you, are you drinking anything, Matt? I'm on I'm on the sweet sweet H two O, my friend. What are you on? I I've got something very special for tonight. Um, the before I realised it was the let's not give a fuck episode. Um, but the... <laughs> <laughs> definitely feels like that's what it's going to become. But babe, you've disabled my phone now for a minute, and I need it for my notes. Okay, there we go. Sorry, carry on. Here we go. <laughs> So I have got uh, Lugger Spiced Rum. Now, the thing with Lugger Spiced Rum is that it, we, uh, me and Soph, recently visited the land, the sunny land of Dorset. And this was bought in Dorset. However, was it packaged in Dorset? Was it, is, it even, is it even a drink from Dorset? No. How it is from Devon, so they're next door neighbours, and we're all right. So we're, we're but I'm close wa- enough. Slightly worried that I was going to end up drinking, like you know, I don't know, from Nottingham or something. And I was all right, brilliant, lovely. I've gone all that way to come out with a spice rum. It's a hundred miles down the road, but no, we're but all right. How does it taste? How does it taste? First test. Here we go. Oh, we go. <sighs> Oh wow! Oh, I tell you what, mate, that is a oh, that is a nice, very yes. smooth. Getting smooth, I'm getting the spice. I'm not getting too much spice. They've right. been they haven't been handsome. On I might have to let's drop it. Throw a little bit more in. Yes, sir. That's a it. Bit more concoct. Oh, oh, that's that's it, my friend. You go for that. All right, let's have another. Oh. Oh. Oh, that's smooth. Uh, that smooth. A very vanilla smoothie. That is a little ice cream. Uh, that's made that's made me really want some rum. Oh, it is it's hot ice cream. It's got you look like you got your own issues without bringing alcohol. I mean, <laughs> help me. Help me, Forrest. <laughs> She's she won't go to sleep. Oh, Why no. won't you sleep? It's so hot. It's just because it's really hot, isn't it? It's just really, oh, really hot. It is. Yeah, we're currently going through a heat wave uh, in in the UK at the moment, and we are honest. I'm honestly feeling it, loving it. To be fair, at this oh, it's moment, lovely, loving it. Give me yeah. 48 hours, and I will. I'll be. I'll be banging on the window naked when I can't get to sleep. That's what's in the next 48 hours is going to be happening. Uh, oh, don't know what banging on the window. But <laughs> but we're we're definitely in 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 summer now. We are summer has most definitely arrived. Not with kind of subtlety. It's coming with 
full force. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. a ferocious summer evening or something. Um, And uh, do you know who else is pretty ferocious? Me. (laughs) Ah, Thor 2. I'm being strangled right now. Thor 2, that's what we're talking about. Thank you. The Dark World. It's dark in a world, and it's Thor, and it's the second one. to the dark world of phase two um and yeah i'm, I'm gonna get str- i'm gonna get straight into it uh so yet again uh on film two we start start as um the first one did with a lord of the rings-esque prologue this time by our very own odin gives us a little speech he, he gives he gives actually quite a nice speech actually i think it, it again it kind of sets it kind of a uh, a tone into this kind of again Shakespearean uh, fantasy element, but I just really like hearing his voice. So I, I I I kind of couldn't complain at all about that beginning because it was Anthony Hopkins. What a man! What a man! Yes, yeah, yeah. I couldn't. I was I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, we we hear all about the um, yeah the the. The ether, no, the ether, the ether, the ether, <laughs> ether, ether. One of, the... I'm having a wrestling match with my, yeah. with my daughter while we're doing this. This is this is what this is one of the most on the like on the fly podcasts we'll probably ever do, guys. All right, ever. <laughs> all just... all rules, all format and setups just gone, and yeah, and gone. So... So much so that I've realised we I've not even done a summary. You haven't done a summary. We've done the drinks. You haven't done a summary. We haven't really spoken about what we were doing when date release of the movie. Yeah, that's true. Just straight, it's straight in like a balloon of giant shop. Uh, <laughs> oh, here we go. Oh wow! Oh, oh, she's picking my nose now. I think this, this is. What are you doing? There's a, there's a lot of non-podcast content to this podcast. That's for sure. It's, that's for sure. <laughs> this is exactly what the dear, the dear two listeners want to listen to. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Bob from Belgium's having a whale of a time like this. Uh, right. Anybody out there with kids that also try and do things either like, like even like exercise, but even if you have your own podcast with children and they don't go to sleep at the time when you want them to. Send us an email. Just let me know that I'm not alone. She, I mean, she is on f- form. Do you want to contribute to this podcast or not? Hmm? Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> Absolute tyrant. Right. She's literally step in my face, guys, just so you know. I am going to, for Thea's entertainment, 
Uh, I'm going to put on put on the, the special voice and and do the summary now. Oh, let's do it! I want to hear it. Let's go. Yeah, this bad boy. In ancient times, the gods of Asgard fought and won a war against an evil race known as the Dark Elves. The survivors were neutralized, and their ultimate weapon, the Ether, was buried in a secret location. Hundreds of years later, Jane Foster finds the Ether and becomes its host, forcing Thor to bring her to Asgard before Dark Elf Malachi captures her and uses the weapon to destroy the nine realms, including Earth. And that's where it ends. Oh, that's interesting. I thought you were going to carry on. No, and it, like, is, is Thor even meant... Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Thor is mentioned once. Once? Just uh, just a lonely... No, no sign of Loki, no sign of Odin. Just... Thor, uh, Thor once. That's interesting. That's interesting. It sounded good, though. I liked it. I think it was dramatic. It sets a nice tone. It certainly does. I think Jane Foster obviously is kind of the main thread, the main focus in the movie. Mm. Um, what are your initial thoughts? When, when was the last time you saw this before watching it for the podcast? Uh, must have been when it came out. I haven't seen this film for, yeah, a long time. Yeah, same. I mean, I I can't remember the last time I watched it until obviously for the podcast. I and it must have been when it when it first came out. And I do remember when it first came out, very much hating on it. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. really didn't like it, and I thought to myself, this was going to be a bit of a slug, and I'm going to find all kinds of gripes. And I tell you what, Ooh. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. There's one main gripe which doesn't kind of. You know, it's not like the best one out there, I'm sure. But I, I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would. Um, and I, I, yeah, yeah. I, what, what do you think? Yeah, I, 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 I really enjoyed it. I think the, um, uh, so I'm, I'm coming off the back of this, having just finished Captain America. So we both, we're, we're both recording two podcasts back to back. So I've just finished Captain America, but I, I think. Yeah, with Thor, it is there's a lot of science there, and it and it carries on in Captain America. There's like a lot. There's a lot to take in, um, in regards to Thor with the ether, um, and it and it, it's just a lot. Yeah, it's quite a lot to unpack in terms of the science and unpack in terms of like. There's a lot mentioned that then comes back late, like really later on in terms of phases. And we seem to be much more like, okay, we've established phase one, we've brought people in, you know, on a, on a, on a kind of basic level, I would argue, uh, with certain superheroes. And now phase two, we're kind of getting like, oh yeah, okay, now we're going to give you, we're going to shoot you a lot more of the comic stuff. We're going to shoot you a lot more lore. Like we're going to shoot you like loads of science that you've got to kind of really listen to because it might only get mentioned once in passing and then you've kind of got to you got to you got to keep up with that um i do i do like the uh with this movie i really like um the change in location like the moving about i think is structured really nicely in this um and uh obviously 
going from the first Thor, one of our, or one of my gripes certainly, was the lack of uh, civilization in Asgard and really understanding Asgard. And we absolutely massively redeem ourselves uh, in this film in terms of getting to know the world of Asgard, the people of Asgard. Uh, we get our friends Sif a lot more um, and other friends that we've met along the way. Heimdall finally appears in, in, in great detail. Still not a lot of detail, but, but enough detail. We see, we see it Heimdall plenty. Um, so yes, I think, yeah, I, 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 I'm content by the film. Um, and I think as I read the notes as we're talking, I'll, I'll remind myself more on, on specifics. I think, um, I may completely concur with everything you've just said there, because I think, yeah, one of the best things about that film was seeing more of the world of Asgard and the events taking place in Asgard and the plot being within Asgard as well. So it was just really nice to see that because you, you would have thought you would have had that in the first film, mm. but for whatever reason, Kenneth Branagh wanted to go a different direction. I don't know. But this one in particular very much celebrates that world. And I think it's great. And you get to learn the characters a little bit better as well. Um, but let's go back to that flashback with Anthony Hopkins. We'll go from there, mate. Oh, yes. Yeah, so we 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 find out about the power of it, the ether. Uh, we go into Odin's father, who led a war, King Bornis, uh, led a war. Malakiv, Malakiv, Malakav, Malakiv. Malakith. Malakith. Uh, unleashed the ether. Um, Asgard ripped the power of the ether from him and dark elves died. Asgard buried the ether. One, uh, yeah. 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 The, um, the, the line goes, bury it deep somewhere where no one will find it. And I put it down, I bet someone will find it. <laughs> seems to be a lot of seems to be a lot of that, doesn't there? Because we get the old Tesseract is like, oh, put it put it somewhere, no one will find it. Someone's instantly found it. Someone's found that. Oh. That that's definitely coming back, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's only nine <laughs> realms, so there's not actually that many places to put it. Because eventually, someone's going to find it. Um, yeah, so they they massively find it. Um, one-eyed Odin locked up Loki. Oh yeah, he's lost an eye at the beginning of the film, and Loki. Yeah. Loki's in chains. That's kind of the only, not the only tie-in we have from New York. It is kind of referenced a few times, but like that comes. So this is set straight after Avengers Assemble, effectively. So uh, we see Loki being shackled in the shackles that he and being chained up uh, from where we left off in Avengers Assemble. Um, yeah, and he's going to prison. He's been sent to prison. Poor Loki. Yeah, yeah. And I think whilst we so instead of kind of traveling through the film, so if we think about so Loki in prison, and for the majority of the of the film, he remains in prison. Now, I don't know about you, and this is going to be a very controversial opinion. Loki does not entertain me in this film. Oh, I, I think that's because there wasn't enough of him in this movie. Perhaps, maybe so. I, I, I find, I, th I am worried or feel that he is on the verge of being very quite one dimensional in this film. And by that, I mean, so we'll talk about it later. 
But towards the end, when he is like he's shape shifting all all over the place, like he's 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 tricker he's tricking everyone. Which may I add is his fundamental, you know, uh, personality trait is that he is a trickster. Is that he, you know, he um, yeah, he, he absolutely tricks people. So I get. However, in this film. It, is very much his arc in this film is just to piss a lot of people off a lot of the time in many different ways and i'm I'm kind of a bit like and i feel like his sincere moments or so so um be it sincere moments are i just i just lost for me i just feel like actually i i prefer loki that we have now which we we kind of see a three-dimensional loki a little bit more we we see a delicate side to loki a bit more often we see the loving side of loki a bit more often like just the whole way way through that yeah it's really interesting i see see what happens in the loki series is that it is at this point where loki's uh variants die um uh, deviates in his timeline so this is where the uh, another version, a variant of Loki, takes over from uh, the different kind of uh, moment of the Tesseract grabs Tesseract as they kind of go to leave, and it kind of yeah, then they kind of go into the Loki series. Spoiler, by the way, if you haven't seen that bit. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think you're right, but I do wonder whether that's just because there might not be enough of him. Mm. I would love. I, I would be interested to have seen a edited or extended sorry extended version of it maybe yeah yeah an extended version would be interesting yeah um but yeah we see we see loki being put to prison uh there's harsh words from odin as well he's a bit harsh in terms of where his, his sentences is uh sentence is to loki um but we get to yeah we get to spend more time in asgard and obviously we see thor uh, and his merry band of friends uh, are on the battlefield. So this is the first time we see Thor in the movie. Uh, they're having a little fight. They're taking, like, they're just kind of, they're just doing it. Like, it's kind of, if what it feels like is that we've kind of moved straight into kind of like, okay, I've, you know, Odin, as much as there was a big kind of thing happening in New York, mm. when Thor goes back to Asgard, he's got duties. He's got yeah. things that he needs to do. And this is one of his duties. Um, He's very much, he's going straight back into like protecting the nine realms. Like he's a bit of a savior at this point and he? he's got to go in and be like, keep the peace. That's basically what he's doing. He's, you know, yeah. there's been a lot of, whether it's New York, whether it's what Loki's been up to, there's just been a lot of bit, a lot of issues going on. And Thor has got to calm, calm it down, lower the heat and say, look guys, let's all just get on with each other. I'm just going to hit these bugs with a fuck off hammer and I'm just going to come off this land and we're all going to negotiate and just get on like a house on fire. All right. It's just, sim <laughs> it's just as simple as that. Yeah. All right. A couple of things have been hidden in the deep dark depths of God's guard, but we're just going to not in worry about that too much all right odin's talking about it to the people who are listening to a movie that i might or might not be involved in but let's just keep the pace what i love in that sequence <laughs> is uh thor absolutely uppercutting with this with uh molnir 
uh, with what, what can I only think is it must be a descendant of Korg because it's a massive rock giant. Yes. Yes. It must be. Mm. Imagine if it's his dad. What a plot twist that would have wow. been. <laughs> uh, I... Um, the, the mo- there is a moment at the end where they celebrate, they, you know, obviously they um, they go back to Asgard to celebrate death after their fight. It's very Viking-esque, isn't it? Big yeah. meals, there's women, and there's celebrations, and there's music. And yet you still see uh, a melancholy Thor outside the party, uh, brooding over Jane Foster still. And in comes Lady Sib. Now, again, I'm going to say this every single time Lady Sif is in a movie. There is not enough Lady Sif in any MCU movie. It is a crime. It is a crime. It is a crime. Anyone. K Dog, K Dog, Kevin, Kev, K Dog, are you listening? You need to listen up. Listen up, K Dog. We need more. Lady Siv, thanks, goodbye from all of the MCU community because I know I'm not alone on this one. She's K Dog, love you. Yeah, she needs she needs her own TV. She needs her own TV series, right? She does. Let's, let's not give massive characters TV series so they get hid away on Disney Plus. Let's give Sif a series because then you'll go, oh, I really like that character. I'd like to explore more about them. Boom. Disney yeah. Plus. Boom. Play button. Boom. I don't know why I'm carrying this on. Boom. Let's stop. <laughs> then we see uh, my favourite cameo thus far is yeah. uh, Chris O'Dowd. Mr. IT crowd. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's lovely in this. He is lovely. He dates Jane Foster. They don't have food. She doesn't talk to him. And she talks about a guy she used to, well, still does love, interested in, whatever you want to call it. Uh, So he he has an incredibly piss poor date, but he's a lovely bloke. He is kind of up there with Ty Burrell's um, cameo. And it's very yeah. similar cameo in Incredible Hulk. Yeah. Both in famous TV series. Yeah. Long standard ones at, at that. Comedians, sitcoms, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's very, yeah, it's very fair. It's kind of like an almost British kind of equivalent yeah, yeah. of that. And he, and he's palmed off because of the partner. Um, mm. Yeah, it's the same. Yeah, very, very similar. And like you don't hate on either of them. Especially, you know, Ty Burrell's character, you don't hate on him. You don't hate on Chris O'Dowd at all. Also, this is number two of the face. Incredible Hulk was number two of the first face. Hello, Forrest. You just, you've just, you've just made, you've just cracked open a lovely little Easter egg there, my friend. I've just, I've just opened it. I've just cracked this case wide open. Okay. Oh my God. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. That's mm. a tasty little incredible Hulk tidbit. Mm. That, that was honestly, mate. No, I'm impressed. I totally I've never heard of that. I did and that. That was well. great. I'm well happy with that. My brother. My brother. That's what happens when you do these podcasts. Your your wisdom is just 
expanding. Uh, Darcy turns up, crashes the date. Love her. Absolutely love her. She's so good. Absolutely love a bit of Darcy. Um, and straight, I got. We're just gonna. We're just gonna bash through. Eric Selvig, naked at Stonehenge. Weirdest thing I've ever seen. Absolutely comes left field out of nowhere. Um, I need to. Um, I need to do a secondary character shout out to my man Sam Swainsbury, who is the interviewer in that scene. And um, he's yeah, he's uh, he's a brilliant actor. He's a brilliant, brilliant actor. Um, also, uh, yeah, he played. I think he's an ITV interviewer during that bit. And um, yes, uh, and, and I have a question. I would like our fans to answer the question. Right, uh, I quite like it. It's different. ITV news. Why? Because normally, having Marvel being so American and it clearly mostly an American film, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and and normally the BBC is used for moments like that right that's because very true they're the british broadcaster so i would love to know and it's it's got to be a reason because why wouldn't they like you they would always go for bbc unless unless it was a british tv series for instance that might use like channel four so why would did they use itv news not bbc news and they use it twice during the film as well that's a really if anybody anybody if you know if you know that you know any kind of information about it do let us know because i'm genuinely interested because there's got to be something to do with kind of either shooting in london shooting around in or nearby to where itv studios are no idea Mm. but i'd like to know i would uh truck can be moved by touch floating in air oh yeah Uh, oh yeah that kind of floaty bit and it was do you know what was really interesting is when that bit happened, when I first watched it, I had no idea what the heck was going on. No. Yeah. It, it, it's... Yes. It, it was a very the, strange the, moment. And, and the, the, uh, the, the portal isn't kind of established until much later within that scene. But, like, it's cool. Like, it's really cool. It's a really cool moment. Mm. Um, but I do remember when they went to investigate it and then it was just like, it's kind of floating upside down lorry. I was thinking like, Oh, what, what's going, what's going on. But now with all the multiversal kind of like knowledge we have, we've been open. Our eyes have been opened up to the multiverse. You kind of go, yeah, yeah. It's just a floating lorry, mate. Psh, fine. Yeah. Oh, fucking what? Fine. What? Who cares, mate? Um, <laughs> it's the, it, the only thing with that, it, it, that, so that building was in Greenwich, weren't it? Yeah. They were in Greenwich during that time. Now, I don't know much about London, apart from the fact that it is probably the most populated place in the United Kingdom, right? Or one of one of the top and three. Greenwich, most Greenwich is busy, and like, Greenwich is... is massively busy. So I'm not being funny, but if that's been there for quite a long time, hundreds of years, right? I would say a fair few people might have encountered that little. Uh, that little part of the world, and um, that actually it wouldn't have taken hundreds of years for the for the ether to have been un, unearthed, especially as Jane enters the whole realm of it just by walking through a little door passage, just by walking through a door <laughs> passage, and and half the world is missing. Um, so it was a little bit far fetched that no one would have you know quite travelled to that part of the world. Um, yeah, stick it in Norfolk. Yeah. I believe it. 
I believe put it in Norfolk, yeah. <laughs> Stick it in Norfolk. It's like <laughs> just anywhere, like you know, with a really good farmer accent would be amazing. <laughs> you know, they're they're there. They're okay. Hey Jane, you, this is the set time you've been on my bloody farm this week. All right, Jane, I'm sick and tired of you showing up doing all your sciences shit. Okay, get off. All right, just because me tractor's upside down, left and right, center. Get off oh, my land. Right. Derek, yeah. Derek has done it again. What? The tractor is upside down again. Oh, bloody hell. What are we going to do? I took one boot off, Derek. Chopped it in the <laughs> air and it disappeared. Disappeared, Derek. This is absolute multitude of accents going on down here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, we need a Jane. dialect coach. <laughs> Jane goes in. So um, one thing I did think about this whole scene and uh, Jane going in uh, on her own, and it was it was very intense. They they layered. It was quite you know it was quite a quiet scene. It was a little bit like oh what's going on here. It was a nice bit of atmosphere. I thought. Um, what I got from the moment the kind of the ether was kind of exposed and we you know and and even the floaty bit, but. That like when it gives me Stranger Things kind of vibes, and I wonder, and I wonder if actually I'm genuinely interested to uh, know if anybody else listening, when you watch Thor two, you also get Stranger Things vibes through kind of how the ether works, um, how it kind of manipulated Jane Foster through this through through the film, but also in particular that scene that we're talking about with the floating lorry and the portal hole. All of those kind of things that you know you, you know are explored within the narrative of Stranger Things. So I got that kind of feeling with it. And I wonder whether the, the um is it Duffer Brothers that make uh, Stranger Things, whether they got inspiration from this film seeing that. I don't know, maybe maybe not, but we'll see. Uh, if that's correct or not, someone tell me. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Um, so at this point, we find out, well, we, we eventually find out that Jane has uh, a bit uh, has the, a bit of ether inside of her. 
because we find out that it is one of the uh, stones, the relics. It's one of the many relics, um, but it is a fluid as opposed to a stone. And this mm-hmm. fluid has um, found its way inside of Jane. Yes. it's um, And do you know what's funny? Is that, and this is no spoilers whatsoever, um, but uh, recently Thor Love and Thunder has come out and we have the mighty Thor uh, played by uh, obviously Natalie Portman as Jane Foster. Um or Jane Fonda, as uh, I think Cork calls <laughs> which I think was very funny. Um, but I I wonder um, whether the ether has anything to do with the rest of her arc moving into Thor: Love and Thunder. Now, we, me and Forrest have seen it uh, last week, so we know the answer to that. But if you haven't seen it, I do recommend actually watching this film before you go into Thor 4. Don't worry too much about Thor 3. If you've seen it and you know what's going on, fine, great. If you haven't seen it, do watch it. But I think just recap on this film before you go into Thor Love and Thunder, just because, again, you just kind of get more of a re kind of um, recapture on, on the narrative of Jane Foster because yeah. of she's not in the third one at all. So, um, yeah, I thought I found that quite interesting. I wondered whether that was going to come into play for the mm-hmm. fourth one. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, we eventually get to a, uh, a sad demise, Matt. We have a sad death in this film. Um, the Dark Elves uh, find their way into Asgard, um, and uh, they yeah, they just they just go wild. They they absolutely fuck shit up in Asgard to the point where a Dark Elf kills Thor's mum. Friga. Friga's dead. Which is which is which is sad. So, you know, what happens here is that when uh Jane Foster has the ether, Thor takes her immediately back to Asgard. They try and mend her, they try and sort out what's going on. Odin's like, why have you brought a mortal into Asgard? What are you doing? Ah, I'm an angry god. And Friga's like, yo, man, it's cool. I was raised by witches. Come, I'll take care of you, Jane Foster. We'll figure it out through my witchiness. And then yeah. We have the then the dark elves break through through their kind of invisible kind of cloak uh, and they get through the bifrost and uh, yeah unfortunately Frigga kind of takes the hit um, and Thor just kind of he just mits, miss, misses out doesn't he because he sees it happen as he's running towards and he sees the knife going in and he kind of decks the killer with his with his hammer and he's like catapults him all the way out. Uh, with with it coming back and then, yeah, it's sad. It's a sad death. I again would have been nice to have had more Frigga time, but I know there's not a lot of time for a movie. So you know, the what about another what if kind of series? And in the what if series, we have a bit of a Frigga moment. I, I put that out there. We'll get a bit of Frigga, Frigga for Frigga. Free. A bit of freaky freaker. Oh, freaky freaker. Oh. Freaky free, freaker on a freaky Friday. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, I'm wondering if there's any fan fiction about that. Uh, oh, man. I bet there is. I can't wait. 
<laughs> freaky freaka, oh yeah, freaka and Odin getting that, getting that little Greek tragedy on. Good look. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, and then Freaka says, take that, take that cloth off of me. Oh my god. But to be fair, to be fair, she actually does have a fair bit of screen time compared to what she got in the first one. Like she does have that the- that scene with Loki before she does die, mm. um, where she kind of like consoles with Loki. And you can see as well, and this is again with this with the small kind of appearance you get with Loki in this film, you do get to see a really good performance of Tom Hiddleston there because you can see that he's really conflicted about being in prison, but equally he know you know that he you can see that he loves his mother. And yeah. that's the closest relationship that he has with anybody uh, in Asgard. Um, and the moment, and what I really love, is the moment where Thor goes to Loki in prison and tells her, uh, tells Loki about Frigga's death. Yeah. I think that's what happens, isn't it? Or does he already know? I can't remember now. I feel yeah. like... Yes. How does, Loki, how does Loki find out? It is through Thor. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, it. Mm. I mean, it must um, be. It must be. Thor. Thor sees. Yeah, Thor sees Loki, and then because Lo- this is the point where Loki is looking proper rough in prison, even though in the scheme of the fi- film he's been in there for about a day. Yeah, that's it. And he, you, he kind of reveals himself, doesn't he? Yeah. How dishevelled he is. But then I'm like, has he revealed himself, or has he gone from? What was actually him to a fake him? Just to oh, make... you, you think that's a double bluff? You think he's double bluffing? I think I think so. He's been in it for a day. No, he's like his stuff all over the place. He's got his hair down. I'm like really, really low. I think a little bit more. I think a little bit more times passed. I think that was one. That was one of my gripes actually. From the point of Frigga's death to mm. Frigga being buried, what buried, being sent to the uh, to Valhalla. Um, I I was like that almost felt quite instantaneous. Where <laughs> I think there was a time jump there. Mm. Yeah. Because in order for that news to hit Loki and into to be into that state, I don't know. Now again, that's something that my memory is now telling me that I feel like he didn't immediately find himself dishevelled. Like he was fine before she was dead. And then when he found out she was dead, then he was like, oh, screw everything. I'm going to break my chair and my one bed, and my yeah. little things that I have in my you know, space. And then, yeah. Because um, it, it also is like, um, at this point, Thor almost completely disregards the worry of his mum. Like, Hang on a minute. Don't worry about that. This human that I've known for all but 10 minutes, I need to concentrate on getting her off world and making sure Loki's on board with it. Yeah. Like, uh, 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 yeah. And and it was at that point as well when Loki, when Thor goes to Loki before he kind of breaks him out, um, I completely forgot that Loki was locked up. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, yeah, of course he's there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's still, he's still hanging around in there, even after the... Um, you know the uh, breakout of the prisons, um, yeah, yeah. But he te- he teams up with them, doesn't he? He basically was like, "Look, we got to go get this guy because these these people have killed our mom, and you know you and me are brother. We got to go up. We got to go get those guys, and we're gonna go and kill them." And he's like, "Yeah, fine, okay, but do I trust you? No, I don't." He said, "You should trust me because I'm your brother. Do I trust you? I don't think I trust you. Maybe you shouldn't trust me." 
I wouldn't trust me either. But let's go. And then they go. And it, but, um, and that during that part is the most incredible part where Loki like mimics lots of different people, including Captain America. It's so good. Which is insanely like he's like, Would you trust me if I was one of your Avenger friends? <laughs> <laughs> and then he yeah, it's that is a stroke of genius. I loved a bit of that. Um Odin I remember popping, I remember doing a real big kind of scream after when I saw that for the first time. I was like, Oh my god. But yeah, anyway, carry on, yes. A real scream. <laughs> a real <laughs> a real hoot of a moment. Uh Stop Thor by any means necessary, says Odin. So Odin is deeply against Thor's plan. Um, Thor fly, fly, fly. Thor flies a dark elf ship, um, which is uh, mildly funny when he can't turn on the ship. uh, kind of, and Loki just spends the next ten minutes antagonising the holy hell out of Thor, which I quite like. I quite like that moment. That's quite nice. And like you say, maybe it is because most of this film Loki's just in prison, which is why I don't mm. quite like it. Because when he's out of prison, yeah, it gets a little bit better. Um, Darcy and Ian help Selvig out of prison. So Ian, we haven't spoke about Ian, is Darcy's apprentice. Oh yeah, he's a intern. Yeah, a little bit of a shit character. I got to be honest. Wasn't needed, mate. No, and it, and it, it it almost feels like they wrote him in. They got him on set, and the director went, "Oh, for fuck's sake, what's it? Oh, have we have we have we paid this agent already? Oh, we have. Okay. Yeah. Uh, just could you just walk walk over, do a silly thing with the a science prop and then walk off yeah cheers mate yeah it was, it yeah. was very just have darcy darcy was is good enough just being darcy and it, it yeah, was it's, it's very true it, it just and it, and they had the thing at the end where they have a kiss don't they and it's like yeah i don't this isn't why does darcy need a love moment doesn't need yeah. a love moment darcy's yeah. quality on her own mate that's so that's so true uh it, it really served nothing really no, no. Uh, abs- absolutely not. It, most, yeah, very, very bizarre to write him, shoehorn him in. Um, unless, like you say, if there's an extended version of the film, maybe he is used at a pivotal moment that they had to take out. But even then, cross it off. Um, mm. Meeting with the Dark Elves, Jane's eyes keep doing weird shit. What the fuck? So this must. <laughs> That's what. I, that's exactly what I wrote. Uh, this must be the ether inside of Jane, and she has like weird eyes during the ship part. Do you remember? Mm-hmm. Like, it kind right. of takes over a little bit. Yeah, the, it kind of. It's all kind of relevant to Stranger Things, like the fact that you're kind of. They were like, we need to go to to the ether where it is. Follow the black kind of the, the smoky, misty thing, cloudy thing that it is, uh, so it can take the ether that's in her out um and as they kind of yeah as they kind of, i like that sequence by the way the fact they went from the boat and they kind of like uh uh thor punches him doesn't he kicks him off the boat and i was like oh my god he's killed loki what the what the hell and he's like oh no he's ship. like the ship he's on the not on a, the on the boat it's like a it's like a plane basically it's a boat is it it's a tiny little boat in it it's not a ship mate 
What we hang on, what are you on about a boat? It's not it's a plane, it flies. Well it's like a flying boat, isn't it? Yeah, okay. Flying no? boat. Yeah, I'll take flying boat. I mean <laughs> I'm quite sure what it, it it's closed on four four sides, so I'm not quite sure what, what contribute what um compares it to a boat, but uh, absolutely look let's look that up later. Um so <laughs> and then he kicks him off he kicks him off the boat, ship, plane, train. Um and Loki stabs the Thor. He does. He does, and then he kind of like goes under the hill. They have a whole fight, have a whole argument, and Loki very dramatically stabs Thor. Loki cuts his hand off. So at the stab, I originally, well, I, I'd forgotten this whole thing. I've got to be honest, I've forgotten a lot of this film. So at the moment he stabbed for Thor, I literally thought, oh, wow, I can, can't remember that happening. As soon as the hand came off, I was like, okay, this is some serious, like, not happening stuff going on right now. Um, but yeah, the. Um, yeah, he he chops his hand off. Uh, Elf lifts up Jane and takes the ether from her. Uh, and then I wrote, "It was all a trick." More ha 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 ha. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it was again. It all kind of felt quite pointless. And this is the other thing we have barely mentioned Malekith, like the the main antagonist in this. Like there is literally zero threat. Yeah, <laughs> but. <laughs> no threat whatsoever like there's there is no he doesn't he literally doesn't even need to be there do you know what i mean like yeah the it's the ether it's it's this thing that they want that's going to bring back life to the dark they're just kind of like yeah we just want this we're not you know we just want that we can go and it's like there's no there's no conflict no but i I think it is because the overarching story is here's another infinity stone isn't it so it's, it's just like we're just adding, yeah. Like, I think we're just kind of, you know, they were like, right, how do we get this Infinity Stone from A to B? And and sadly, Malekith was kind of the very last thing to be thought about. But, but that's not revealed until much, much later. No. Yeah. When I say much, much later, I mean in the end credits, mate. <laughs> so half your half, half your audience in the cinema probably would have left by that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really, it's really. I would. I wonder whether they should have place the kind of infinity stones that the, the the kind of the stakes of the infinity stones within it yeah within the plot a little bit more and then had those kind of moments that like odin maybe could have like could have went oh yeah you know these infinity stones and that you know the ether is part of the soul stone like they they, they could have i don't know maybe they should have revealed that within the plot just to heighten the stakes a little bit yeah. um potentially because there was no threat, Malekith, mate. And this is the other thing: the there is, I think we put a tweet out, uh, not a tweet, a Instagram message about the worst uh, MCU villain of all time. And I think Malekith actually is one of them. Uh, it's actually rated as uh, one of being the uh, worst uh, MCU villains within the current, you know, movies that we have. Yeah. Um, and I, I can't, I, you know. I can't disagree with that. No, it's not. It's not. And this is the I, I, I say that really difficultly because I, I, I really enjoy Christopher Eccleston as an actor, and I think he has done some really awesome performances. You know, I think to be fair, I quite liked him as Doctor Who. Um, 
uh, but he's also done some really good stuff and on, on like BBC and all that kind of stuff, dramas, what you name it. He's done loads. This was a pants performance. Yeah. Like it was just there was nothing to the character. Yeah. Um it, it just didn't work. It didn't work. They needed this is the thing. He he should have killed Ian. Malekith should have whipped literally murdered Ian within those first 20 minutes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fighting the stakes, give us some threat, you know. We needed a death. We need it. We need I, I need so. some death on my hands. Uh I did say I did think that that's the, the fight scene at this point is is a good one. Like I genuinely didn't know what was gonna happen. But likewise with the threat, you've literally only got Loki or and Thor. So it's literally mm-hmm. like, okay, one of them it like could go, won't go. We know they won't go. At the time of watching the film, they could have gone, but yeah, the stakes were like, what? Um, and then, yeah, Loki killed again, but not killed again. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, and then and then we, so we have, yeah, we have the fight. Loki gets killed whilst killing the, the monster thing. Uh, the, yeah, I don't know if they have a name for the, the, the proper big like, monster that they inject with, like, ether themselves. So he got, kind of goes. Oh, at the end, that Malekith kind of shapes into. No. Are you talking about what? what it's what not Malekith, is it? Is it? Isn't it like a? It's the one with the, like the horns that goes on to, like planet Earth. Like he goes onto the Earth, doesn't he? Or am I thinking of Malekith? Maybe I am. I. <laughs> 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 I mean, again, my I don't like. I watched this movie. Uh, to be fair, I watched this movie a week ago, so my memory has gone. But I'm now right. What I'm doing, list, dear listeners, dear two listeners, I'm going back and I'm going to find out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm literally going to find out. Um, but they, you know, as Loki has his death. Um, they find that portal back, don't they? Quite easily. Mm. Yeah, portal back. Um, the ship arrives into Greenwich, uh, and there is just civvies everywhere. So yeah, oh yeah, shit. I to be fair, at this point, I've called it the ship. Ship, boat, plane arrives into Greenwich. Uh, civvies everywhere. And then, because what we haven't called it is its actual name, the thing where things disappear, is the Convergence, Matt. The Convergence, absolutely. And, and I put down in my notes that the Convergence wasn't needed at all. And I know it was a plot that served uh, Darcy and Dr. Eric Selvig. But I think the, the, the ether as a threat in its own right was enough. But I can see why they did it. Yeah, so we kind of like, they try and stop the Convergence happening um, and what is it? Is it kind of, it's like once in a millennia, isn't it? Like all these moons align and, you know, darkness can fall upon the earth if it comes into the wrong hands, basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. And and this is kind of what I meant right at the beginning when I was saying how there's just a lot of science. So there's a lot of words, a lot of thing, like it's 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 very layered and you know to to a regular bloke like me i got confused quite quickly i'm not gonna lie um yeah. but it's it's fun watching it all happen and kick off um but yes it it, it it does get very confusing um 
shout out to the bloke not moving because oh yeah yeah so uh one of my my favorite moments with the civvies is that um they are so everything's kicking off outside uh, yeah. and then the, all of the buildings around are being told to evacuate uh and then there's this bloke that goes i'm not moving thor's outside doing things with his hammer and he's like recording on his phone uh, and I was like, yeah, you go, man. You go back. Because you, you'd say nah. that would happen, right? People would just be like, well, I'm not moving any anywhere. People are dying left, right and centre, but Thor's outside with his magic hammer. That is an absolute... That is, that is, a, that is the dude that represents this podcast. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's it. He's not being a hero. He's no. inside, recording on his phone, the safety of a wall in front of him, uh, but he's not moving. Because he, no. he knows, essentially, he's going to be racking the holy hell out of those likes on Instagram. And, oh, 100%. He's like, that's going viral immediately. Oh, mate. He's like, he's like let, me, let me hop on a live. Uh, hello, guys. Check this fucking shit out. Thor. <laughs> Here he is. He's got his little hammer. Oh, so, um, yeah, he's blessing. That's fun. Um, Ian saves Darcy's life and they kiss. Hammer goes past and ah, oh, yes, you're this. I thought of you at this point, Matt. Yeah. Because Darcy says Mew Mew. Yes. Mew Mew. Mom, Mew Mew. Mew Mew. Ah, oh, such a brilliant line. It's so good. Uh, so yeah, the hammer goes past Darcy and she says that. Definitely thought of you. Then we get Thor on the tube. Uh, he's yeah, he's just stood on the tube for absolutely no reason whatsoever. Um, I thought uh, Malkeith's um, demise was drawn out a little bit. I think it went at, on for a bit long. At this point, this whole scene is just a little bit like, yeah, okay, mm. all right. We're and stre- the port, the whole portal thing was used against him. So his big ship kind of he it it, it got through the portal, so it ended up back on the planet that Malkeith then got kind of like kicked off into. And it fell upon him instead of Thor and Jane. Um, Jane did a bit of a Captain America situation where she dived on top of Thor um, to sort of protect him from this ship coming down on. Uh, but yeah, then it just then it literally ended. That yeah. was it. Drop down. And then I think I think I literally think the next scene was them then sitting around a table having breakfast. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That is, yeah. Yeah. Thor's gone for two days. Uh, Thor, oh yeah, no, 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 we get the last scene. Thor can't take the King of Asgard because no. who's playing Odin? Uh, yeah, because just before this, we see Loki, or we don't see Loki, we see this uh, guard having, sh- but we kind of get the shape shifting, um, like visual effect, and then we see the guard. So we know that this guard, straight off the bat, isn't who he seems. Um, and then he goes up to Odin. Uh, and he, yeah, he basically says, oh, someone's fallen. And then Odin says, is it Thor? He's like, no, 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 but there was a body. And Thor, yes. Odin's like, was it Loki? And then Loki, as the guard, gives him a cheeky little eye. Cheeky little side eye. And then it kind of, the, the main the main film finishes there. And then we, we go into our kind of end credits. And this is the thing. Phase two kind of really goes to town on the end credits. They, uh, we have a mid-credit scene 
and an end credit scene. So what happens in the mid credit scene, my friend? Because it leans into your favourite movie of all time. Yes, it does. Because we meet the Collector. Um, and it's not, sadly, it's not the mid credit scene that I thought it was. Because as soon as we see the Collector, I thought we were getting Howard the Duck. But this isn't the one where we see Howard, is it? We do. Right. No, it's not. We see him in another one, like maybe the one in Guardians. It pro- probably is actually. Um, but yes, we see um, it, we see Sif. Um, and who else do we see? Who's next to Sif? Sif and it's the it's the, I want to say Gimli. It's the Gimli equivalent. <laughs> it's it's very it's like much a big Gimli. The Gimli equivalent. Uh, he rock, rock. They rock up to the collector. Um, and this is how we hear um because they want to store the ether so they have the ether and they're like look last time we tried to hide this it didn't go too well so we want to give it to you and make sure it doesn't end up in the wrong end all right okay uh and then we hear at this point that uh, oh no they tell him that the tesseract is on asgard so i can't have two two of these things together on asgard so i have to move the uh they don't want they want to hide another infinity stone so they want to hide the soul stone so at this point we find out that this is the stone right um and because up to now we've just known it as the ether and then the collector kind of goes whoa, whoa. i've got i've got one of them now he doesn't do that he he just looks very menacing at the uh, at uh, <laughs> Sif and Gimli leaving, trotting off. Um, yeah, and then there you go. The collector's got one of the one of the Infinity Stones, um, and then we go to the end credit scene, which isn't uh, probably the weakest credit scene since Captain America, I would say. It is. So basically, <laughs> it literally is. Jane in her flat, then here's Thor come in, kisses Thor, the end. And what we see is basically Thor's gone, I don't want to be king, I want to go be with my girlfriend. Yay. Yeah. And then that's what he cho- and that, to be fair, props to him. That's what he chooses, and that's what he sticks to. Um, so and that's literally it. And that's where we go, okay, that's where Thor is then. All right, fine. We'll Thor's see back. you uh at some point. Um He's back on and Earth. that's it. Well, that's it. We don't see Thor again until Ultron, I don't think. Age of Ultron. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So, and, that, and that's it. So, I, I in, in conclusion, my friend, we haven't done in this a while. How many quavers are you going to give it? I, I, I'll give it half a bag. Half a bag of quavers, I think. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a kind of, you know, it's one of those, um, like, oh, glass half full, uh-huh. glass half empty, right? Yeah. So each way you look at it, I'd say glass half full, yeah, there was some good Asgardian scenes in there. It was nice uh, drama. It was nice, like, we understand Thor a lot more, I think, coming out of this movie. We yeah. had nice little sparks of Loki. 
uh, we get a really good setup with the Infinity Stones. We get a good kind of um, idea moving forward. Some additional sciencey bits, and um, yeah, good, good, good set pieces, and overall good location changes. Glass half yeah. empty, like you say, piss poor villain. Um, I think drags on in places where it doesn't need. I think honestly, Barrett, this movie's not even that long, but I think it could actually be shorter. Yep, I agree. I agree. There were just, I think there were certain sequences that you could have shortened a little bit and maybe kind of had more Frieda moments, maybe more Loki moments for me personally. Um, yes. Yeah. Half bag, half bag, mate. I totally agree. Give it a half bag. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely not a poor one, um, but not one that I'm going to absolutely race to go and rewatch again. Well, I've got myself uh, what might have been a deleted scene. Um, which is a bit of fan fiction. Do you want? Do you want me to uh, read it out to you? I think this is. We've only done this once before, but by God, is this my favourite segment we've ever added? So I am. I am going to mute myself, and I'm going to absolutely divulge what you what you feed into my glorious face. Okay, all right, my friend. Okay, so uh, this is on fanfiction.net. As you know, team, uh, we will. Leave the links uh, on <laughs> on our episode here. Uh, it should be somewhere in the bio, whatever streaming network you are listening to the uh, the podcast to. Uh, but this is uh, by somebody called Hester M. Hester Dash M. Uh, and it's called Five Times Loki Interrupted Thor's Night. Thor awakens abruptly in the dead of night. For a moment, he wonders what has woken him from slumber thinking woefully of the wonderful dream he had had, when something small and sharp pokes him in the ribs. Ah, he grunts, he grunts in pain. Then he rolls over to see a figure crouching on his bed. His face is hidden in the shadows of the room, but Thor can still see the raven hair and jaded eyes that glint in the darkness. There is no mistaken who that figure is. Loki, Thor grumbles, sounding a little petulant, but too tired to care all that much. What are you doing? Loki's eyes dart around the room as if checking intruders are hiding in the shadows before he leans down to whisper in Thor's ear. I had a nightmare, Thor. Thor sighs, his little brother being plagued with bad dreams for as long as he can remember. Once Loki would simply knock on his parents' bedroom door and allow Frigga to sing him to sleep again. Now, now he comes to Thor. Thor had once spoken of his mother, but he had scolded him for his selfishness and given him a look so cold Thor hadn't even argued back. Instead, choosing to escape the weight of her judgmental gaze and his find and find his brother. Come then, get in. Thor says, tugging at at the sheets. Loki moves off the bed to let Thor draw back the heavy blankets, then climbs in and settles himself on his back, his eyes wide open and staring at the high ceiling above. Thor knows he will make no move to come closer unless Thor initiates it. So he jabs Loki in his side until he turns to face him, Thor, 
puts his arm round Loki's waist, rubbing soothing circles on his brother's back and closes his eyes. He doesn't stop his stroking until he hears Loki's breath slowing, feels the puff of air against his face until after longer intervals, he lets himself fall back into a peaceful sleep, hopeful of returning that dream, that dream he had been having. It had been such a good dream. That's it. Uh, oh, honestly, that's that's taken me on an absolute journey. That that was a bit of a journey, that one, wasn't it? That was, that was honestly very lovely wording there. It's really, you know, it's well written. Very much like that is. I'm, I'm, I can see it happening in front of me. I can see, you know, Tom Hiddleston, Chris Hemsworth. You know, it's on. Un- this is under the genre of angst romance. <laughs> romance. <laughs> But, but yeah, there you go. I, 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 do you know what? I really like it um, because it, it, it it's much more subtle and uh, less in your face than the than the last one. I've got, I've got. I'll, I'll be honest, mate. Yeah, that was that was something. Um, we went, went hard on that first one. If you haven't listened to the podcast of Iron Man three, do make sure you do uh, because yes, the um, the fan fiction at the end of that episode is well. You've you've got to listen for it for yourself. So the the one that you've just read out has that got a an a next chapter to it, or is that just a a one off, a one off piece? It, no, it no, it does, mate. It does, it does. Because I can imagine it does carry on. That would eventually go to some pretty pretty naughty places. I, I don't think. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think <laughs> what, what you've what you've done there. Is you've absolutely you've absolutely found the easiest chapter to read there. That is what I, you. I won, <laughs> mate. I'm I'm sipping through it right now. I 100 percent have chosen the right chapter. <laughs> yeah, no, no, we don't. That's we it. don't need to go any. No, 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 no. We don't have to. Don't have Do to. you want the last few lines yeah. of, of the last chapter? I think the the listeners so, deserve it. Quite frankly, after. After the delicate nature of what came Okay, you ready? Yep. Loki's eyes are closed, though Thor knows he is not asleep. The moonlight spills over his pale form, highlighting sharp angles of his face, soft and relaxed, as they only ever are in repose. So Shakespearean. He is quite beautiful. Brother, I... Hush, Thor. Loki says, I know. There you go. Oh, this is honestly, it kind of feels like Kenneth Branagh wrote it himself. I'll be honest. He just went, well, Marvel wouldn't let me really go to town quite as much as I like to on the film. So let me just, let me just pop a little bit of fan fiction up. I feel like, I feel like the last writer of Iron Man 3 in the fan fiction needs to take a leaf out of, uh, this book here. <laughs> tease, tease your reader, tease your reader. You don't have to give all of the bagel. You just tease the bagel, tease a little bit of the bagel. Um, yeah, absolutely. But anyway, thank you. Right, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. I think, I think we we have to bow out after such a gorgeous moment. Um, but yes, I think half a bag of quavers. We like Thor. 
the Dark World, um, and next week we have got Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Ah, oh, can I wait? Yes. We'll see you on the flippity flip. Take care. Thank you for listening to another episode of Don't Be A Hero Podcast. If you have any comments, feedback or any thoughts, email us at don'tbeaheropodcast at gmail.com. Make sure you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and other streaming platforms for future content. And to keep up to date on all things Don't Be A Hero, follow us on our Instagram or our TikTok at Don't Be A Hero Podcast. We'll see you there.